Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. Well, my guest today is musician Larry Rust, and Larry is an extremely talented guy. He's a former keyboardist with the mega band Iron Butterfly. You may have heard of them. They, they're the reason Platinum Records exist today, and we'll, we'll kind of go into that a little bit as we, as we talk. And later in the hour, we're going to be joined by Angel Steele, and Angel is an, one of America's top female hard rockers, heavy metal vocals. She's been around for more than 10 years, eight full-length albums, and these two have teamed up together, and they are starting a tour in the fall, and we're going to talk about that as well. But first and foremost, let's talk to Larry. So thanks, Larry, for coming on. Hi, Lori. It's great to be here. Well, it's great to have you. This is really quite an undertaking that you are taking on with with this uh, new nonprofit that you started, uh, Musicians Against Abuse, and uh, teaming up with Angel, and, and you're going to rock rock the United States, right? Yes, we sure are, and it is quite an undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 let's kind of start at the beginning because you're really used to rocking. You have been a musician pretty much your whole entire life. You've been a, a, a member of Iron Butterfly. I talked about that a little bit at the opening. Keyboards were a big part of this new sound that uh, Iron Butterfly really brought into the mainstream um, with their platinum and gold-selling music, and, and you were the keyboardist, uh, so you really had to know your stuff to be able to come across with the things that, that, that they were producing musically. Right. Well, first of all, I wasn't the original keyboardist. I come in the band in 1999 and played to 2005, but I got to tour with the band all over Europe and Got to hear a lot of other great classic rock bands also. But you had to know how to play their style of music. That must have been what they were looking for when they when they brought you on because it it, it just wasn't keyboards is is and is a, a real part of what uh, Iron Butterfly was incorporating at that time. Definitely, and Doug, you know, was definitely a very accomplished keyboard player and his style was a lot different than some in that time it was a lot of um classical oriented stuff that was over top of the rock which you know give a whole different sound how did you of- learn to, to 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 play keyboards in in that style well, first of all, I started taking piano lessons when I was eight to classical training, and then when I was later on, about 13, 14, started playing in bands and learning improvisation and, and you know, playing with others and more than just sitting and reading sheet music. So the the classical training gave me a good background in, you know, that kind of music and and a lot of different styles, and then playing in bands, I started developing a whole different style. 
led you to that audition with Iron Butterfly? Well, I had met Ron Bushy years before, back in mid-70s. Um, they was playing back east in Columbus, Ohio, and we met. And Ron said, man, you should move out to California. He said, there's not that many good keyboard players out there. And so I said, well, let me save up some money, and I'll move out. So about a year later, I moved out, and I ended up living with Ron Bushy, the drummer, and, um, you know, started getting on my feet. They had a keyboard player at that time, and so I wasn't playing with them, and it wasn't until about 20-some years later that that it happened that I got to be in the band. Ron had called me up, and Doug Engel had been back in the band, and then his uh, one of his parents had got sick, so he had to really retire from the road, and they called me back. They was coming back from Germany, and Ron said, man, we really need you to come out with us. And he said, uh, do you think you can do it? And I said, yeah, how long have I got? And he said, well, he said, we have we play in eight days a festival for 25,000 people. And so I ended up having seven days by the time I got the material to learn it and one rehearsal and then had to go play for 25,000. Normally wow. I'm not nervous. Normally I'm not nervous when I play before people, but that concert I was a little bit because, you know, just the complexity of of the kind of keyboard stuff that he did. It wasn't just like going and jamming with a blues jam band or something, you know. It was something I had to really concentrate on and pay attention to to get all the little intricate parts that was in the music. Mm -hmm. that the people had really grown to love and love they did because their album that 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 spawned this in a Gavita da, uh, da Vida that went platinum that's hard to say with the word platinum but they didn't even have platinum records back then at that time right they created they the didn't. platinum record because of that album yes Almond Ernigan of of Atlantic Records invented platinum just for them because they sold, I think it was eight, eight or ten million the first year, and nobody had ever sold that many that that quick or anything. And and to date, uh, well, I know back in mid two thousands, they was already over twenty five million, and they got awarded a diamond record. Um, it's probably closer to somewhere twenty eight to thirty million copies by now. That is just absolutely amazing. So people know that work and they've studied that music and they've listened to it over and over and over again. So when they come out to see you, that's what they're expecting. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's funny is is about the song is the song was written, Doug Engel come over to Ron Bushy's house one night real late. He drank a gallon of uh, some wine and and he come over to sing his song for Ron, and Ron wrote down the words as he sang it. And the next morning, Doug got up and he said, oh, that isn't the words for that song. The song words are in the Garden of Eden. And Ron said, no, I wrote it down exactly as you sang it. Yeah, God, you crazy. So... <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's there's one instance that it was a good thing to be drunk and and sing and 
it ended up, uh, you know, every they got he got voted down on that, and they ended up using the slurred version. <laughs> and even the way the song was recorded, the producer that produced didn't even want to be there because he was getting ready to go off and do something else. And so he, he you know, he told the uh, engineer, he said, oh, go ahead and get sounds and stuff. And, well, while they was getting sounds, they uh, they went ahead and hit and record. And they recorded in God Gavita. Well, it, uh, Doug said something about, well, let's go ahead and record it. The engineer said, hold on, I think you need to come in here in the in the, in the control room and listen because uh, I just recorded this. And so they ended up keeping the rough cut that was actually recorded. And then the record company didn't want to put it on the record. Because at that time, the contract said you had to have five songs per side on a record. And you couldn't just put one, you know, 15, 17-minute song on a side of a record. So they had to fight to get it on there, and finally they did. <laughs> and then it ends so, up being but, this huge, yeah, fantastic album of all time. I wonder if I wonder if that A&R guy got fired or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder whatever happened to him. What did you learn, Larry, about being with the band that, that you took with you and, and still kind of incorporate and, and use today? Pardon? Ask me that again. Sorry. Um, what did you learn about being with the band and touring with the band that, that you still use and, and, and took away with you today? Mm, a lot of business smarts about the music business, a whole lot, you know, about mm-hmm. things you should and should not do and, you know, that kind of thing. Well, that's a big part of it now is is the music in or the business end of the music, and I, and I think that gets lost a lot of times. So that was actually a really good thing for you to pick up on. Yeah, it is, because, and especially back in their time, a lot of people made a lot of dumb mistakes. They signed contracts that normally, you know, shouldn't have been signed, but they was, you know, just the idea, oh, gosh, I'm going to get on record, you know, and the same thing happens today. You would think people would be smarter, but, they end up signing contracts that they really shouldn't sign. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Not well, having I, I attorneys the, look at them. And well, I I think people feel like that's their only shot, and if they don't do it, they won't get another shot. Um, kind of the end of the whole deal with the devil type of thing. But right, you can be business minded and and, and still be successful without giving the, the farm away. I would imagine. Right. I agree. What were some of your fondest memories of touring with Iron Butterfly? Oh, gosh. I guess the fondest memories were the fact of being able to hear some of the other great classic rock bands over in Europe when we were touring. You know, bands like 10 Years After and all kind of great bands. I mean, you name it, most of them were playing over there because classic rock, you know, has a bigger following in Europe than it does in America. 
really. It's, yeah. So it's, I it's mean, keep, and not just older, older generation, a lot of younger kids. Half of our crowd was fans that were, you know, 14 to 18 years old. <laughs> and they went there young with crowd. their grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is really amazing. Is, is that starting to happen now back in, in the United States? Are you starting to see younger crowds turn out for well, heavy metal and, and classic rock? There is some changing. I know uh, just from the radio side of it, um, a friend of mine, you know, well, you know Bernie, who's at SR Rocks, is noticing that there is a trend that classic rock is coming back. And, you know, on a lot of stations, there's old Tom Petty had a number one hit last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Imagine that, you know. I mean, it's been, what, 25, 30 years since he had a hit. Right, right, right. And a lot of the other big-name bands are as well. Well, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about this Musicians Against Abuse tour that you are starting with Angel Steele. We're going to get Angel on the line, and we're going to talk about that. And it starts off in Biloxi, Mississippi, I think, is at the Hard Rock. Right. Yes. All right. Okay. We will be right back with more with Larry Rust and Angel Steele. We'll be right back. On stage one shot one night. The Musicians Against Abuse Tour. Hard Rock Cafe Live Biloxi. On September 21st at 6 p.m. Featuring Larry Rust, Angel Steele, Sarah Ann, Access and Trademark. For tickets, maabuse.org slash tour. Larry Rust and Angel Steele. Sarah Ann, Access and Trademark. For tickets, maabuse.org slash tour. For tickets, maabuse.org slash tour. Hi, this is Angel Steele. Hey, this is Sarah Ann. And this is Larry Russ. And we're all part of the Musicians Against Abuse Tour. Every day in America, there are tens of thousands of victims of abuse, including children, women, and men. There are all types of abuse, domestic violence, sexual abuse, and a rapidly growing problem of sex trafficking. But together, we can make a difference. We will be touring the United States to raise money and awareness to help the many underfunded shelters and programs that help these victims. With your help, together Together we we can can make make a a difference. difference. All right, we are back right now with Larry Rust, former keyboardist from Iron Butterfly and Angel Steel, and they are kicking off the Musicians Against Abuse Tour. It starts in Biloxi, Mississippi. And Larry, you want to tell us a little bit about it and introduce us to Angel? Oh, I'd like to introduce you to Angel Steele, who's uh, an amazing musician and singer and has become a great friend and has become involved with this and has really a heart for what we're doing. And uh, I know you're going to play some music of Angels here in a little bit, but a great person and I mean, what we're doing, folks, is, I mean, yeah, we could go out on the road and we could go out and make some big money, but we're forgoing that and trying to go out and do benefits to try to help somebody, to help these women and men and different people who are victims of abuse and people that are victims of sex trafficking also. These shelters do not have enough money to fund it. They don't have enough. Uh, beds, they don't have money to feed people enough, 
So what happens is a lot of them try to get help and they have to go back to their abuser because there's no help out there. And what brought you to this cause? Pardon? What what what, uh, what drew you both to this to to this cause in particular? Angel, would you like to answer? Sure, Larry. Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me on today. Um, oh, my pleasure. <laughs> Musicians Against Abuse, um, to me, was a great cause. Larry brought it to my attention. Um, there's just so many people out there that are dealing with uh, abuse, and now this this problem with sex trafficking is becoming uh, more and more abundant. We we thought that we could take our music out there, we could share it with the world, but it, and this cause is for them to get money to the shelters, get money for new programs for these people, um, it's. I know it's not a fun thing to talk about. People don't like to think about it. Um, they definitely don't want to, you know, talk about it when you're in a group full of, uh, of people listening to music and having fun. But it's out there, and it's it's people next door that 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 we need to be worried about. Um, our friends and family are becoming involved. So that's why we're here. We want to give you great music. We want to spread the message that that abuse victims need help, and we're there to help um, help them do that. And it's something that really affects almost everybody. I, I think just about everybody knows somebody who's been in some type of domestic violence situation. Um, God forbid anything even worse like, you know, sex trafficking or anything like that. But at, on, on some level, and, and there's many levels to this problem, I, I think everybody is affected at, 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 on some level. Absolutely. I, and so I know it's easy for people to say, yes, I'll help, but when it comes right down to it, they just need to do it. They need to say, look, I'm going to sacrifice that $5 cup of coffee. I'm going to do what i got to do to help these people. Yes, and another thing people don't realize, they think, oh, sex trafficking, that's something that happens over New Orleans. Wrong. It is a major crime happening right here in the United States. And we're not just talking about any kids. We're talking about you know, kids that come from, you know, upper-class families, their kids get kidnapped. They get put into these sex trafficking things, and their parents never see them, and they don't know where they're at, but they're out there being put out on the street to make money, and this money goes to cartels and goes to terrorist organizations and things like that. It was $32 billion last year. That's a lot of money. It's the number two crime in the United States for right under, you know, hard narcotics and stuff. Well, I think that it's really great that, that you have a man and a woman on the bill, you know, so you have the woman's voice and you have the man's voice um, equally represented there. And it starts, Angel, in Biloxi, Mississippi. So you, you guys are kicking this off in Biloxi? Yes, we are. September 21st, we'll be at the Hard Rock Live um, and Casino in Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, I do want to tell you that there's going to actually be two female voices on this. Um, we're also oh, yeah. bringing in Sarah Ann, um, young star, and uh, she's also committed to this cause. So we're all going to be sharing the stage together. That's really great. And I, I'm not surprised that you found more people to talk about this because I think that you probably will find more and more people wanting to support you and, and get on board and, and help promote this and, and get the word out uh, because it is something, that, again, you know, like I said earlier, that 
affects so many people on, on at, at so many different levels. So it, it was it was a good idea, Larry. <laughs> yep. Well, one thing people can do to help is we do have an Indiegogo uh, uh, crowdfunding um, campaign going on. If you go to Indiegogo.com and search for Musicians Against Abuse Tour, that will bring us up, and you can click on there, and you can donate anything from $10, any you know, whatever. And there's different perks and prizes and things for, you know, how much you donate. Like, even if you donate $25, there's a CD. There's different packages with, with shirts. There's all kind of different things. So we're also rewarding people for trying to help. And this is very yeah, important looked, because, the, I, you know, because I, it's I, very expensive to travel, you know, and go across the United right. States. I mean, we're looking 3,000 miles each way to get there or more. And it, we well, know what the price of gas is and the cost of hotels and everything else. I mean, it's it's expensive. So we need your help so that all the money from the these um, benefits we do go to help a shelter in that town, you know, and we don't have to spend it on expenses. Exactly. That that was what I was going to say. Is, is the proceeds are going to shelters in that in the town that you're visiting on this tour. Um, so when you're doing the Indiegogo, you're just kind of helping get you guys from point A to point B because the proceeds are going to help the people in that shelter. And we have links uh, right now up on our Facebook site. We have them. Um, Playing right now um, connected to this site as well, and then we will continue to push those sites. I looked at that right before we came on the air, and I mean, people were contributing. You already have a really good start, and you're only a day or two in into your launch of of your Indiegogo campaign. Right. Yeah, we got a it really just... good start going, but we are depending on our fans. Um, we have a lot of fans out there, and it's growing every day. So we depend on them to help us um, get to their town. Um, you know, let us know. Let us know where you want us to go because that's how we're going to plan this tour. And yeah. the Hard Rock's been behind you on this as well? Oh, absolutely. They're excited for this show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everybody who can get there is getting there. <laughs> well, and the Hard Rock is a, is a great place to perform. I've seen many concerts at the Hard Rock, and it's always just a, a very fun venue to be at to see a concert. And this one is is a very nice one uh, compared. I've been in some, and some are nice, and some are okay, and then some are really nice. This one is is huge. I mean, I think the capacity is somewhere between sixteen hundred to two thousand people. Um, so it's a very nice, uh, you know, auditorium for hearing a band and great lighting and sound. So it's it's going to be fun. We're also going to be filming a live DVD there, which people can purchase a DVD, and we'll have them also to use for a booking so people can see what they're getting for the concerts, the motors. Well, that's very cool. So if they come out to the Biloxi show, there's a chance they might even be filmed in the crowd for the DVD. That's right. They will be part of history. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we will give everybody a little taste of what they're going to experience. We have one of Angel's 
hit songs that are out right now. Wild Child is, yes, the Wild Child. We're going to play that. You can find out more at angelstillrocks.com. We're going to let Angel go because she has another interview to get to. They're very much in demand. There's a lot of people behind this project. We want you on board, too. And so you can go to angelstillrocks.com. We're going to play Wild Child. Thanks, Angel, for joining us. And I'll thank be right back with Larry. And I do oh, want to say to Sarah Ann, thank you so much. Um, she's a great big part of this. So I really appreciate all of her help as well. Absolutely. And thank you for having all me right. on. I'll talk to you later, Larry. Okay, Angel. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. <laughs> Didn't listen very well Was my luck right 
is Angel Steele, and you can find out more about Angel at angelsteelrocks.com. She's going to be accompanying Larry Rust, former keyboard player for the mega band Iron Butterfly, on their Musicians Against Abuse tour. And I was kidding, Larry. I said um, that they should name this the Heavy Metal Rust and Steel Tour and uh, try to capitalize on that metal thing. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, Angel's got some great music, doesn't she? She does. There's not a lot of women who really rock. I mean, you know, there's yeah, they, you I, know, my life the country or mm-hmm, but, but she like can really bring Bernie, it. Even Bernie was talking about there's not that many female vocalists alone that we really like. And she's mm-hmm. one of the very unique ones that, you know, Bernie just fell in love with the first time he heard her. And I agree, she's got a unique voice and very powerful and isn't no auto-tune stuff on there. That's just pure vocals. <laughs> Absolutely. She, she reminds me a lot of Pam Moore, Pamela Moore Queen, with Queensryche. Um, you know, Pam's another one who can, is another woman who could really, really rock. And Angel right. really reminds me on that same thread of, of, of the great rockers, you know, Janis Joplin, Pam Moore, and, you know, the, the the list does right. go on and on, but you just don't see them as much in in the rock category any yes. longer. So you'll she's really be able to see in, something. She's actually up there pretty close in your neck of the woods. She's down in Vancouver, Washington, down there, you know, near Portland, but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you know, a little over a hundred miles away. Well, there's she's a big hotbed of musical talent that really runs from. British Columbia all the way down to San Diego and, you know, all all points in between. And we have the musical talent on the West Coast. We could just keep pumping out West Coast artists all day long and uh, and, and fill the world with, with some great music. Right. Well, you know, you was asking me earlier, you know, about why that I got into this. The reason I got into it is into Musicians Against Abuse is because you know, I kept running into people who needed help, who was in abusive relationships and wanted to get out. I was calling around trying to find funding for them and find housing for them. And everywhere I called, everybody told me, well, we'd love them, but I'm sorry, we don't have any beds or we don't have any money. I mean, there was one person we was trying to even get a train ticket for just, you know, it was on $75. And we couldn't even get anybody to, you know, that had that. That told me that there was a major problem. And the more that I ask around and talk to people, it is a serious problem. And a lot of times, I mean, it's like you talk to some people even about being involved in what we're doing. And they're they're like, well, you know, why don't you all pick something like save the whales or save, you know, some kind of animals or this kind of stuff because it's it's a lot friendlier and it's, you know, this kind of scares people off. Well, I'm sorry, folks. There are people out there whose life, real people, human beings, who get beat and sometimes killed from domestic violence. Same thing with sex trafficking. There's a lot of them that are beaten every day, and a lot of times a lot of them are killed. And that means something to me. Yes, 
the whales and all the other animals and all the rights, they mean something to me. But these are real people, and they need our help, and nobody is helping them. And that's, to me, sad that, you know, people don't really care, you know. I mean, sometimes it's hard to talk people into giving 10 bucks on, on you know, crowdfunding, you know, and getting behind something like this, you know, when they should. I mean, this is something important, and <laughs> it just breaks my heart that, you know, people – you know, can't get help and sometimes have to go back to these domestic abuse situations. Well, like you said, it's not one of the warm and fuzzy causes, but it, it sure hits home well, when you hear that, you know, somebody needs a bus ticket to get out of town for just $75 and the, the money just isn't there in the shelter coffers to be able to do that. And you know, there's there's no time like the present when you're trying to get out of a situation. When you finally make that decision, you want that to happen right then. You don't have any time to just let it blow over. It's one of the hardest and, you know. decisions for most of them to make also, you know. And Absolutely. Because they've been beat down mentally and told, oh, you can't make it without me. You can't make it out there on your own. And for them to even have the courage to go out there and do it on their own is hard enough. But then when they do do that and there's no help, and a lot of times they've already, you know, walked, got out of the situation, and then they have nobody that'll help them. No, you know, family wants, nobody wants to help. Nobody wants to give them a place to live. So a lot of times they end up having to go back, and then they get, you know, probably beat worse. You know, and that it, we need to do something, and that's what I'm what? putting. You know, I've put my life on hold and trying to do this, and that's how important it is to me. Well, a lot of times their families don't even have the money to be able to help them. So, right. you know, it's that's that's where you know you and me and and, and all of your guys' fans can step in, and and a small amount of money goes a very very long way. And a lot yeah. can be done to help. And you're doing it in a way that, that can be fun. You can come out. You can listen to some awesome, great music. I'm sure, Larry, that you probably tell some great stories while you're on stage as well. What can people right. look forward to when, 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 they, when they come to the concert? Well, they're going to not only hear, we're going to be doing my songs. We're going to be doing some angel songs. Uh, Sarah Ann, who is a new country artist from back in Nashville, actually, I believe she lives in Delaware, but she um great new hot country artist. On the Biloxi um, concert, there's also a band, Trademark, from Mississippi, that's going to be on, on stage with us, and another group, Axis, I believe is the name of them, that are on the bill as well. So, I mean, it's going to be a full evening of entertainment as well. Great. And then people can stay up with you on your Facebook page as well as, as you kind of add more cities along the way. We have a link exactly. to you on our on our Facebook page, Northwest Prime, and I believe that your Facebook page is um, facebook.com slash, is it Owen? It's uh, Owen A-B-E. Oh, okay, uh, that's right. The one for musicians' abuse is facebook.com backslash A-A-D-U-S-E. 
like Musicians Against Abuse, but it's M A A D U S E. Okay. And that is the so, one on the Facebook page. And yes, we will be updating it with new concerts as they are added. So that's the best place to be connected because you'll know exactly when we add new dates and everything. Okay. And, and we will put that link on our Facebook. Uh-huh. And 2015, we are really going to start kicking off. I mean, there's already interest in a possible 200 dates or more next year. Great. All right. So the it's odds just, of it coming to the city near you. Trying to, at the last minute, trying to get a bunch of things booked. But well, yeah, because year, uh, yeah, you're you're, you're, you're you're right. You know, you're you're in the big concert push right now, and everyone's probably really booked because you know it's the summer and there's lots of festivals, and and September, October, exactly. November still continue to kind of play out, and then as musicians come off the road for uh, for uh, for the holidays, and then it'll of course revamp back up um, uh, after after January first. But yeah, just just to get anything going right now really needs a grassroots effort, and of course that's that's why we're trying to get the word out as well. We're going to play one of Larry's songs. So again, that you you just heard Angel, you're going to get to hear Larry. This is Confusion in a Mixed Up World. Larry, I really appreciate you coming on, and we're going to continue to really just push this. Uh, information out to everybody and get the information out well, about the you. Indiegogo campaign and get put, put all the links through on our Facebook page and our website and um, I can't wait to hear how it goes in Biloxi. I can't either. It should be a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. This is Larry Russ, Confusion in a Mixed Up World. I'll be right back.
On stage one shot one night. The Musicians Against Abuse Tour. Hard Rock Cafe Live, Biloxi. On September 21st at 6 p.m. Featuring Larry Rust, Angel Steele, Sarah Ann Access, and Trademark. For tickets, maabuse.org slash tour. Larry Rust and Angel Steele. Sarah Ann Access and Trademark. For tickets, maabuse.org slash tour. For tickets, maabuse.org slash tour. Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and, of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to Audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. It doesn't cost anything to check it out. So check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out NorthwestPrime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day.